I've been um, hitting the dad jokes hard yeah. at work lately. If you're going to set up a music-based hydrotherapy business, you could call it Stop Aching and Waterman. Yes! Soldiers of Hell! Welcome to the Soldiers of Hell podcast. I'm Andy and I'm Spence. In 1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers nor from hell. Fire up your mini-discs and listen now. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> so this is the festive... This is the pre, pre-festive... Oh, we're just, we'll just hold it? it back till Christmas, we'll hold, shall we? Okay, we'll hold it back. Uh, but uh, I suppose we could place this one as the lockdown special. <laughs> yeah. Um, or as Dave would call it, Soldiers of Hell 2020 Lockdown Edition. Hi, it's Dave from Geeky Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not a pun, Dave. <laughs> that's, just, that's just playing a number at the end. <laughs> so here we are at uh, Glorious. Uh, country Park. Yes. Uh, so it's open air, just for any of you uh, COVID, COVID spotters out there. Aficionados. We're, uh, we're, it's a one-on-one meeting of people from households yep. in, a, in an open air environment. Uh, social distancing was maintained throughout. Yes. My arm is one metre long. This <laughs> recording device that's, is I mean, therefore a metre away from you. That's why we call you Mr Tickle. <laughs> or at least... That was the name the papers gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Takes me back to uh, the other day when you were naming your favourite uh, Christmas Christmas records. <laughs> you don't get that much, much Gary Glitter these days, do you? <laughs> I mean, awful. Yeah. Let's just leave it there. Let's just move on. <laughs> do you remember the days where... The, the biggest scandal about Gary Glitter was when you realised he was wearing a wig all those years. <laughs> We're trying to work out why why a guy was wearing eyeliner at the time. Common practice these days. Yeah. But yeah, moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah. So, we, I mean, we're going to do something about Christmas songs, haven't haven't we? Aren't we? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. This is the X Men time scale. Um, I did have a Christmas playlist on in the car on the way. And it's one that I've uh, I crafted a year ago. I say crafted, I managed to scrape together. I, I postulated that something that would sell particularly well if they actually bothered to do it would be a stock Aiken and Waterman Christmas album. <gasps> Are there stock Aiken and Waterman Christmas songs? No, that's why I was scraping the barrel. But I'll, I'll talk you through my thought process and the songs on the playlist Please so do. far. And then maybe you can tell me about the playlist you recently made. So, uh, first up was When I Fall In Love by Rick Astley. Nice. I think it was Christmas number two, 1987. I've got a vague recollection that the video was sort of snowy as well. And it's a Nat King Cole classic. So then you've got the recent Kylie Minogue one, supposedly a bit written by Coldplay and produced by Stockcake and Waterman. But actually, just rips off Feliz Navidad. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, very much. Yeah. So that's that's genuine. Then, when I googled it, I learnt that they, the Stockhaven and Watchmen had done a Christmas medley back in 1985, and released that as a single. Uh, have you listened to it? It's basically Jingle Bells. So Silent a Night. A collection of non-copyrighted Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah. 
Can you see what I mean about yeah. how I've managed it's to cobble this one together so far? Is it this just, just your general Christmas playlist? No, no, this is a this is my stock cake and water. So Christmas you, right, okay. Yeah. I get that now. <laughs> <laughs> Heartbeat by steps. Very Christmassy video. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was number one in December. Well, I mean, if the only link you need to be a Christmas song is to have a bit of a Christmassy video and that's how stay another day snuck in the back door, then yep. I'll accept it. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got on there? Oh, right, I know this is where I struggled. In 1998, Denise Van Outen and Johnny, uh, what's he called? Vegas. Johnny Vaughan. Vaughan. Did a cover of Especially For You, didn't they? They did. And I think that was it at Christmas. I think it got to number two. Yeah, I vaguely remember it happening actually. The problem is that's not on Amazon Music. So I had to go right. for the original. So that one sneaks in by association. <laughs> yeah. And you see what I mean about scraping, <laughs> scraping it together? I mean, of Stocking and Warmer ever done a proper Christmas song, like a full out? Yes. Other than the medley? Yeah, they did uh, Band Aid 2. Of course, yeah. Band Aid 2. So that was on there. The oft forgotten Band Aid. And then I was listening to this playlist in the car and I was waiting for the intro to finish and then realised I'd put the instrumental version in the playlist. <laughs> so four, four minutes of intro later. Oh. <laughs> Quite often I will try to play a song, and it's usually an obscure song, and it will only ever be able to find the karaoke version. Yeah, gutted. I think Christmas songs-wise... There's an argument that all the best Christmas songs have already been written. Carry on. I can't think of, in the last, I know, six, seven years, perhaps even longer, of a good out-and-out Christmas song being released. Certainly nothing that reaches the same scales as, you know, Wizard, Slade. Well, so I think to hit the right level of immediate sentiment and nostalgia the only way to do it is to make it sound like something that's been before yeah. most most people go for a cover version but then the alternative is to do something like if you choose an example pretty much all the female pop stars have done a mariah carey-esque christmas song haven't they something that's a bit sort of motown yes. yeah any decent christmas song always feels like it was from the 70s or early 80s. So I think you've got eras, haven't you? You've got the... You, I mean, how far do you want to go back? You've got Christmas carols, then you've got... Then you've got crooners. Yeah. And then you've got the 1970s glam rock ones, and then you've got your 80s pop. And, and then suddenly, from that the 90s onwards, everything just has to sound like one of the above. Or is just a sort of ballady, Christ ballady song released at Christmas with a Christmassy themed video. Yeah, which is more likely, which is why Westlife Seasons in the Sun crept into the playlist. Because <laughs> that, that, that was a Christmas number one, but produced by Pete Waterman. It's, it's a song about summer, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But is it, is it, 
It's a song about um, the years going by, isn't it? It's about... I suppose that's a, a theme that many of us feel around Christmas, New Year. Yeah. It's not Christmas Eve at all. But here, this is where my trail of thought was going. So that's that's eight, I think, songs that have been done in, in the past that taps into people's... That's more songs than got on the best of five. Exactly. How many was on that? Five? Something like that. Yeah. They... Uh, then they just need to write a handful more, maybe, maybe four more songs would do it to bulk it out as a. Well, do if, people if, buy CDs anymore? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I get it on vinyl. I think that's the right way to listen to Christmas music. It is. I, I mean, you, you've got there eight songs. Yeah. That perhaps weren't necessarily in, intended as Christmas songs. So actually, if they wrote four proper Christmas songs yeah then we've already got the filler material yeah we just need the killer now <laughs> who right so here's here's the question who's who's going to record them now right. you can't you, let's say you can't have people who were already on the album right unless they were on band if they're on band A2 I'll allow it because that's a lot of different artists yeah I think Jason. Yeah, yeah, you got to have him in for a retro one. I don't think you can make a Christmas album without Cliff Richard on it. No, I think that's um, part of the new post-Brexit <laughs> rulings, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, Stock Aitken and Waterman not only included him on Band Aid Two, they uh, they did a they did a, not a Christmas song. They did a song with him though, didn't they? Just don't have heart. Just don't have the heart to tell you. Can't yes. sing anymore, yes. otherwise I'll get sued. Yes, I do. Yeah, no, I get it. I remember it now. So, that's it. We've done it. <laughs> what? Oh, we only needed two. I, I thought mean, we needed four. Hang on, no. So, we've got Cliff Richard. Yeah. Jason Donovan. That's, that's two sort of classic lineups. Banana Armour? They're still going. Yeah. But I suppose this is the point I was coming to. Do you go for new contemporary artists and get them to record in a stock Aitken and Waterman kind of way? Or do you just keep with a classic lineup? Could you get Dua Lipa involved? Because let's some do of, it. Some of her remixes are very 80s, aren't they? Yes. That's it. And, uh, and her last else? album was called Future Nostalgia. Guess Sums up the, the theme of this perfectly. Jess Glynn? Yeah. Well, she's more about 90s sounding, isn't she? Really? What about... Um, you got one more, then. One more. This is someone bankable. Sell this the album. Right. So this is this is the cover, is it? The cover... The poster boy or girl. Yeah. So, I think... Someone Christmassy. Someone contemporary. It's got to be Bublé. Really? It's got to be. Is he contemporary? It's got a song out with Dolly Parton. I don't think there's any more contemporary than that. <laughs> Crazy like that. Too hard if cows. <laughs> really, we're going boob like, are we? And I mean, he's just, isn't he just Canada's cliff? So he's a duplication by default? Yeah. Okay, uh, if we're not having boob like then. Scatman John? Is he? Oh no, he's dead. <laughs> I'm a Christmas band, ski bubba <laughs> I mean, you could get, just get them to remix something that someone else has done. Darkness? The dark, yeah, the darkness. But then, 
That's not the right. Already had their own. It's not the right vibe, is it? No. It's got to be poppy. Take that. Yeah, Take but that. too much what? of a clash of egos. Yeah. I don't know. How about Adam Rickett? Yes. He's not he, doing much. He's definitely not got much else going on at the minute. No. If he has, I apologise. He might have Ricketts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he's a good option. He's a good egg. That Dizzy? <laughs> yeah. He'll do it as well. It's from the right era. Yeah. Codemasters. Yeah. Brighten up here, just as your jokes yeah. brighten up. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I started. Like all my jokes, I start with the end and work backwards from there. So the result in is... Um, if you're going to set up a music-based hydrotherapy business, you could call it Stop Aching and Waterman. Yes! I've been um, hitting the dad jokes hard yeah. at work lately. And uh, my favourite by far in the last week has been some guys were uh, stopped shoplifting the other day, took loads of stuff. Prawns, lettuce, Mario sauce, and that's just for starters. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The soldiers of hell rank off. Come rank with me. Strictly come ranking. Maybe just a load of rank. So you created your own little playlist uh, yeah. the other day, didn't you, Witch? So no girls vetoed me having on in the car. That's what I had on the car here, actually. Was it? As loud as possible, almost the perfect length. I um, I created what I've called my Partridge playlist, which is songs that have either featured in or feel like they should, they would be listened to by Alan Partridge. Yeah. So you got a cuddly toy by Roachford, of course, which is at the start of Alpha Papa. I might say that's probably the greatest scene in any film of all time. <laughs> the timing is absolute gold. It's. It's perfect. The music, yeah, it is perfect. And the intensity of his... Yeah, his performance. Yeah. To He's, then to then just, like, disappear off into the tangent of you've left your fog lamps on. <laughs> to then come straight back in with the next verse. Yeah, very, very good. Um, so I've got that. We've got level 42 running in the family. Which I don't... Is that in an episode? Of I think he mentions it uh, as, like, one of... Cause, I, I think if you went through the, the series and all the radio bits, he must introduce tons of songs. You can make this playlist absolutely epic. It's it's more about the sort of the feeling of the song. And it's like when I'm listening to it, each song needs to be one that I can imagine. It's the song that you sort of if you're singing along to it, you properly give it some. Yeah. But it's also a little bit cringy. Yeah. <laughs> so you got your level 42, you got your Roachford. I've put on Rocking All Over the World. Of course. Because I think he'd like that. And then on the sort of ones that are f featured, I've got uh, your Kate Bush. Yeah. Uh, Wuthering Heights, which I think he did a dance to on either Comic Relief or Children in Need or something. Yeah. Um, if there's you one can hear the intonation of his voice almost in the lyrics, can't yeah. you? Yeah. But uh, one I've just added, um, I've added uh, Magic Dance from the film Labyrinth. Perfect. I need to get this playlist on on the way home then, because you have <laughs> shared it with me. One notable exception is I haven't got Knowing Me, Knowing You on it. Why, why is that? I never really liked it. No. Soldiers of hell! It's difficult to get excited about ABBA, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you can't deny that they're good. That's the problem. I find ABBA overplayed. Yeah. 
but it's the it's the lesser known ones that I probably enjoy more. I tend to find that my other tolerance is songs recorded by steps <laughs> or songs by steps that sound a bit like ABBA. I had a big push on listening to steps in the house a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Much to my other half's chagrin. <laughs> Didn't like it. No. But um, some real classics, I've forgotten how much I like. Say You'll Be Mine. All right, yeah. Yeah. I've never really enjoyed that one. Uh, it's the way you make me feel. Yeah. And, that is uh, a good one. And I, I really like the two of the newest ones. I like love Scared of the Dark. It is so yeah. aggressively dramatic. <laughs> and the other new one that... Uh, is it Sia wrote for them? I can't yes. remember what it's called now. Tell me what the future holds. That's it. Tell yeah. me, what baby. The future holds. I can't sing anymore for copyright reasons. <laughs> it's too accurate. The other day, I uh, when that song came out, I uh, I thought I'll, this is a way I'll get my family re-energised by steps. I'll put on I'll put on the music video, so I put put it on YouTube on the telly, and then when Faye came on the screen and sang her bit, I just without really thinking out loud, I just went hot. <laughs> and immediately my eldest said, "Daddy!" Strangely. My wife wasn't really bothered. You mean she's not worried that Faye will come knocking down your door? Yeah. Spence. I heard you called me hot. <laughs> My Spencer sense was tingling. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, it amused me that I'd done it and made my daughter a bit cringe. It used to amuse me when my... Uh, my dad used to say similar things watching telly. I remember watching the Generation game, and uh, when Rosemary Ford came on, he made some some <laughs> comment, and I used to think it was hilarious. The um, the thinking man's tossing. Yeah, yeah, something like. Do you remember the days when Carol Vorderman was referred to as the thinking man's tossing? Yes. Yeah. Crazy misled days. <laughs> I think you? there's lots of people like that. Gillian Anderson got referred to that when she was in the, originally in the X-Files. Nowadays, uh, in her latest role, have you seen who she's playing? Yeah, the sexiest woman of all time. <laughs> Only Margaret Thatcher. I know. Doing a fairly decent impression. Yeah. Is it? Right. Is it an impression? It's got to be, hasn't it? This, this sort of brings me back, I think, to in the latest series of The Trip, with Steve Coogan yeah. and Rob Brydon. Yeah. There's a bit where Rob Brydon constantly annoys Steve Coogan by saying, when he's playing Stan or Ollie, I can't remember which one of them it is, yeah. in that film, Stan and Ollie, yeah. he says, how, how was Stan, it? Stan, like, isn't it? He, yes. He keeps referring to his performance as doing an impression of him. <laughs> and I suppose that is a question, isn't it? If you're playing a real-life person yeah. in a film or TV series, how much performance is just an impre just a fancy, long-winded impression? Oh, that's Michael Sheen. Yeah, he's got a career based on it, hasn't he? I I've seen numerous interviews in the past where he said he didn't want to be just known as an impressionist. Why, why do you play why real you people in every role? single role, then? For me, there's two ways you can go with impressions. And it's similar to artists, I suppose. You either do you do a as close an imitation as possible to get accuracy 
or do you go for a more cartoonish um oh who are those annoying people that sit on the side of the road and sketch you caricature caricature yeah do you go for a more caricature style where you just sort of like like the classic terry wogan impression yeah is it just Oh, it's not accurate. No. It gets to the the nub of it. Because I believe everyone thinks they can do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah. Well, apparently when his likeness was used in the latest Mortal Kombat, because you can you can play as the Terminator yes. in that, he wasn't available to do the voice recording, but he handpicked the impersonator to do his voice. Didn't have time to do the recording, but had time to handpick an impersonator. I, I mean, how what does it take to just record a few lines in your bedroom if you're going to spend that time picking someone who sounds like you just record just it. Do it yeah going back to uh margaret thatcher and impersonations have you seen the latest spitting image i've seen little clips of the, the full episodes are only available on britbox aren't they yeah so i've only seen a few of the clips that are on youtube i've seen one don't do it it's awful. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. I think Spitting Image holds such a place in my heart because it's genuinely brilliant the first time around. Yeah. I think the world's moved on. I also think you haven't got people who are the same sorts of characters anymore that you sort of once had. The sketches I've seen, it's like they spent ages on the puppets and no time on the actual writing of the sketch. Because... He's featuring a lot this series, this episode. Steve Coogan was one of the original impressions on it, wasn't he? Yes. And I think it's several other people. Chris Barry. Yeah, who's since gone on to have proper... So I think the, the, the trick was you get the comedy first. Yeah. Yeah, there's one with uh, in the first episode where Donald Trump wants to keep tweeting even though he wants to go to sleep. So his rectum extends out of the bed so he can literally type tweets on his phone whilst he's sleeping. Funny, funny stuff. That's the, that's the thinking man's spitting in I mean, that that's satire, that. So if you've got any uh, other songs you can think of for the Stock Aitken and Waterman Christmas album, let me know. And if you've got any other songs you, that we think would spiritually fit into a Alan Partridge-based playlist, then, again, feel free to let us know. We have forgotten one contemporary band that will always be relevant. Add some jingle bells to We Are A Boy Band. <laughs> yeah. The reason I didn't guess who they were is because some people loom so large in the popular conscious that you just, they're always there. They'll never. They'll never, they'll never go away. No. So, yeah, I think the buoyancy 2020 Christmas edition. <laughs> <laughs> She was under my skin, my skin I was tonic to her gin She had a bushy, white Santa Claus chin
Honestly, when I left her in the spring, she was an older, classy lady. But her name, I don't know. It was his mom. Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and share.